Welcome to the Creative Times Summit podcast, where each episode brings you a talk from our annual convening for thinkers, dreamers, and doers working at the intersection of art and politics. Find out more at creativetime.org. This summit podcast features organizer, writer, and freedom dreamer Alicia Garza. Alicia is the special projects director for the National Domestic Workers Alliance and the co creator of Black Lives Matter. She was a keynote speaker at our 2016 summit, Occupy the Future, which took place in Washington, D.C. Good afternoon. Okay, y'all, let's try that again. Good afternoon. It's good to be here, y'all. <laughs> yes, little child. So what does it mean to be under siege? To be under siege is the act or process of surrounding and attacking a fortified place in such a way as to isolate it from help and supplies for the purpose of lessening the resistance of the defenders and therefore making capture possible. To be under siege is a prolonged or persistent effort to overcome resistance. I think we could say that this is an apt title to describe the sentiment in America and about America. You see, there are many in America who feel, who experience every day what it means to be under siege, and then certainly there are many outside of America who understand what it means to be under siege by the United States of America. This is a period of great turbulence, not just here, but around the world. Today's world order, in fact, is the result of the resistance and the oppression of communities who are under siege. Don't believe me? Just look around you. I was watching CNN this afternoon before I came here and yet another woman described how she was groped by a man who was running for president of this nation. Black people in this country and around the world are under siege of white supremacy, of heteropatriarchy, of capitalism, imperialism. You see, there are two and a half million people who are incarcerated in this country alone. We incarcerate more people than anywhere in the world, and one million of those people are black. There are nine million people in this country who are under supervision of the state and the majority of those people are black. Every 28 hours in the United States of America, a black person is murdered by police, vigilantes, or security guards. Black women are the fastest growing population in our prisons and jails. When we look at 
the economic survival of black people, what we know and what we hear is that there's a gap between what women make and what men make. And we keep saying, well, women make 77 cents to every dollar that men make, but y'all know that that's what white women make as opposed to what white men make because black people make 64 cents to every 77 cents that white women make to every dollar that a white man makes. And then of course, if we were to talk about the life expectancy of black trans people in this country, it is no more than 35 years old. And 200 black people have been killed this year alone by police. Every single day we are saturated with images of black death, black pain, black inferiority, black criminalization, black dehumanization. And so what happens to a community under siege, a nation under siege, a diaspora under siege, is that those people will and must fight back. And this is where we hear, hands up, don't shoot. I can't breathe, and black lives matter. Because we are tired of calling the names of our family like Oscar Grant and Sandra Bland. We are tired of calling the names of people like Natasha McKenna and Terrence Sterling. We are tired of calling the names of people like Keith Scott, we are tired of calling the names of people like Trayvon Martin, Michael Brown, Renisha McBride, Maya Hall, Penny Proud. We are tired of calling the names of people who are becoming ancestors before it is their time. We are tired of calling the names of our grandmothers who are being killed by the police like Katherine Johnston, she was 92. Or how about Ayanna Stanley Jones who was seven? How about Tamir Rice who was playing in a park? He was 12. How about Shelley Fry, Darnisha Harris, Melissa Williams, Alicia Thomas, Chantel Davis, Rakia Boyd, Alberta Spreel, Kendra James, Lamia Beard, Ty Underwood, Michelle Payne, Maya Hall, Jesse Hernandez, Penny Proud, there's too many names to keep saying the litany, and I'm afraid that I won't honor them all. This is where Black Lives Matter emerges. We did not create a movement. We decided to become a part of a movement that is generations and generations old because it did not start with us that black life was not valued. In fact, black life stopped being valued when we were stolen from the shores of our homelands and brought to this country and other countries around us in the bottoms of boats, chained together, lying in our own feces. We did not start this movement. We are tired of calling the names of people who are becoming ancestors before it is their time. Black Lives Matter is not an appeal to whiteness to love us. It is not an appeal to your morals. Black Lives Matter is a demand 
that we have space to be human, to have dignity, to live with respect, to have the things that we need, not just to survive, but to live long, full lives, to be able to create another generation that is no longer under siege. That is the meaning of Black Lives Matter. And yet, of course, in this moment, in this moment, when we are fighting between an imperialist and a fascist, in this moment, in this moment where to say Black Lives Matter is revolutionary, but to do nothing about it is typical. <laughs> Let me say it again. <laughs> In this moment, where it is revolutionary just to acknowledge that black lives matter, but yet it is typical to do nothing to ensure that black lives matter. In this moment, we remember that we are the ones that we have been waiting for. <laughs> Black Lives Matter is a response to the ways in which anti-black, and yes I said, anti-black racism and the multiple interlocking forms of state-sanctioned violence it is a response to the ways in which those phenomenon impact the lives of everyone. Black Lives Matter is a demand that we build the power necessary to be able to determine our own conditions. Black Lives Matter is a call to action. It is an invitation to put down your cell phone, to close the top of your laptop, and to build with your neighbor, to begin to reshape our communities from the inside out. It is an invitation to use the tools of technology that we have available to us, not as a substitute for doing real work, but as an invitation to connect to people across borders, as an invitation to connect to people through the mire of these systems that transform us too. Black Lives Matter is a hashtag. It is a set of social media platforms it is a network with more than 42 chapters around the world. And it is the moniker of a movement. And yet, here we are at a crossroads. We know that we are in a moment that we will describe to our children as one that was not just tumultuous, but life-changing. And yet what is so profound about this moment right here that we are all living and breathing in for now 
is that we have the opportunity to shape it at every step. We have the opportunity to create a different legacy. You see, people ask us, well, why can't you be nice like Martin Luther King? Why can't you just be peaceful? Turn the other cheek, in fact, and stop talking about race, the thing that divides us. And then we remember that this country is built and powered by amnesia. We remember, we remember that Dr. King was not revered when Dr. King was doing Dr. King's thing. And we remember that we have the opportunity to do it differently. Not to wait 40 years to revere a movement that is changing all of our lives, whether we're ready or not and whether we like it or not. But yet we can make a decision today, right now, to be the engine of this movement. Whether you are black, white, Asian, indigenous, Latino, some mix of all of those things. You have the opportunity to be a part of the engine of this movement because what we know is that we are not here to build black supremacy. In other words, we are not here to flip the triangle so that black people are on top and everyone else is on the bottom because in fact that is just a replication of the same old thing. We are here to break those boxes. We are here to create a new world order, a world where many worlds can fit. And yet, as we have the opportunity to create this legacy, there are groups that are creating their own in the image of All Lives Matter, in the image of Blue Lives Matter, Distractions, I think. The most honest of those <laughs> transgressions are white lives matter. That's the most honest version of the perversion of black lives matter, isn't it? Because to say that all lives matter is like saying that water is wet. It is to say that water is wet when we say all lives matter. We know all lives matter. We've been saying that through hundreds and hundreds of years of colonization and genocide and theft and rape. We have been saying all lives matter. But yet, what does it mean to have two strong opposing forces in struggle? One will prevail. It's our choice which one will prevail. It's our choice which one will prevail. It's our choice which one will prevail. What does it mean to be under siege? To be under siege is the act or process of surrounding and attacking a fortified place in such a way as to isolate it from help and supplies, 
for the purpose of lessening the resistance of the defenders and thereby making capture possible. To be under siege is a prolonged or persistent effort to overcome resistance. Our cry is that black lives are no longer under siege. Instead, let's make capitalism under siege. Let's make sure that white supremacy is under siege. Let's make sure that patriarchy is under siege. Let's make sure that heteronormativity is under siege. Let's make sure that every single person walking or living or being on this planet has the right to live a full and dignified life. Black Lives Matter. Lead support for this podcast comes from the Trust for Mutual Understanding, Blum Media International, and the Blum Family Foundation. Additional Creative Time support is provided by the Ford Foundation, Lambent Foundation, Toby Devin Lewis, and the Andy Warhol Foundation for the Visual Arts, as well as Creative Time's generous trustees and individual donors. Since 1972, Creative Time has worked with artists to contribute to the dialogues, debates, and dreams of our times. To show your support for Creative Time, please visit creativetime.org slash join.